You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War, Team Yankee, Federation, Nam, and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 50mm wargaming, with our tongues foaming our cheeks, our pans as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk, and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies, because Hammy can actually open the shop again. If nice, dice your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you want to pay for something you can get for free, you can now also become a Patreon supporter by following the link in our Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the desert, and I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan Shenanigans Gosling. Uh. I'm actually I'm in the proprietor of shenanigans. I'm painting Fulshimir at the moment, and I I have no qualms about the fact they got blue helmets. <laughs> That's a different color podcast. And Lee, it's not COVID. I've been tested. Parnell, it's it's not probably far worse than COVID, but it's definitely not COVID. Hmm. Is it is it hooping? Is it something Dickensian? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to episode forty eight. The one where we talk about Germans who still like big cats, apart from that bitch, Carol Baskins. <laughs> oh no, this isn't a Tiger King episode, is it? I can't do that again. <laughs> Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Definitely not Tiger Tiger King, that's for sure. So, <laughs> I, I, well, oh. I, just, I was just point when Tiger King wasn't about you know um, Otto Kicks areas and that kind of thing. So it was kind of... <laughs> yeah. Very disappointed. Was the program I was expecting? Yeah. Um, so we're going to be um, kicking off with our Internet Famous, as always, um, thanking our patrons for the show. We'll be um, covering Faces, Bases, something, something, including Fez's Wheel of Hobby. <laughs> we'll then be getting to the crutch of this episode, which is their actual, um, sorry, crux of this episode, which is the West German <laughs> discussion. I like, I like the idea that we got to the, straight to the crutch. Yeah, straight to I think the it's crutch. Entire, entirely yeah. this entire show. But actually, that's next week, which is an Officer Answers. Ah. Where our listeners give us some free content. Yeah, where and the crotch we, really uh, is. We'll shoot and yeah. scoot. Will we? We will. will we now? Well, hopefully, yeah, if we're West Germans. We've been a bad running recently, haven't we? Ever since, ever since we got told we were, sh- we were, we were shooting more often we were sc- um, scooting, we actually um, had gone back to failing again. So. <laughs> Someone's put the muckers on it. Yeah. yeah. It's GCHQ. So, Eddie, you want to say hello to our latest Patreon? Yes, a very thank, a very big thank you uh, to our now also internet famous Joel Sherwood, who is our latest Patreon supporter, um, who is paying for content he could get for free. So thank you very much. We're, we're thoroughly amazed by the number of people who are giving us money to listen to us ramble. I mean, it's, it's nice economy, isn't that? Isn't that sort of state that we can do? People can do that. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Now, if we can only get 10,000 more, then... Uh, we can all retire, yes. We can all retire, yeah. So join <laughs> us next week for OnlyFans, the Eddie Turner edition. <laughs> well, we really get to the crotch of the episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Directly to the crotch, repeatedly. West like, German, West German Scheiser edition, yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> the the smutty smuth, version of Monopoly goes straight to the crotch. Do not pass go. Do not collect £200. I do collect £200. I do collect £200, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Doing this gigoloing wrong. Oh, God. The wheels are already off and it's only been like five minutes. <laughs> That's because we're about to talk about leopards. They've got no print. wheels. 
Oh, oh leopard print. Oh, my leopard God. Leopard print leopard. Oh, this is a neat segue into the Hoff, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Faces, bases, something and something. What have you boys been painting? Lee's been painting the world again. Uh, yeah, I've, um, I've been painting away, um, switching to World War Two. I've been painting Germans. Pre-West German. Yeah. Normal Germans. Regular. Yeah, so I've been working my way through my pile of shame that I built up over the um, last lot of um, lockdown sales. So the Wesps oh, and the Hummels. Yep. Oh, yeah, they look really good. Yeah, cheers. I don't know why I sound surprised. Most of your paint looks pretty good. <laughs> But you were worried about the redness when you were the camo. Well, I think it's but come out really well. The Hummels did, yeah. Because it's the same paint I was using in the West, the Hummels came out looking awfully re- re- more red than red brawn. Or rot. Yeah, red, rot, yeah, rot brawn, whatever it is. Um, but it came out very, very rot and less brawn. So it's, uh... <laughs> but yeah, once it, under the actual light of the light box, it didn't look as bad as it did under the desk, uh, painted light. And then when I sort of finished up, we got the varnish on the actual top came together anyway. So it's like, yeah, very do, do you think that was a, a, a you, you were using it straight out of the bottle, weren't you? you um, Thin it down a little bit. I'm just wondering yeah. if I either shook the bottle more this time and got proper mix, or I didn't shake, you know, I, I shook it too much and all sort of like Oh my God. Well, probably more I like I didn't, I didn't shake it enough the first time. I mean, this time I did shake it enough and got the true colour, as it were, whereas a the yeah. West got the um, split, as it were, it was a new bottle. But yeah, yeah so, like a Polaroid picture. Well, yeah, sir. Which is advised, by the way, it doesn't actually do anything. I had to put that public service net. Shaking a Polaroid picture doesn't do anything because the actual print is under a airtight covering. So all you're oh. doing is making your picture blurry. Yes, I remember that, I remember that being announced when they had that. Um, yeah, Austin, yeah Polaroid's that. just going... Don't listen to Outcast. They don't know anything about photography. Well, I could have told you that. I didn't know. Didn't need Polaroid to announce it. <laughs> Andre 3000 is really not David Bailey. <laughs> Shockingly. Shockingly, <laughs> yeah. You Revelation. Heard and it's a, slow, it's a slow news day in the UK. That's the, uh, the headline at the Sun. But yeah, so I'm, I'm on the... Um, Pack for freeze at the moment. Just try and paint the cruise as we speak to get those finished off. Yeah, I really enjoy painting those things. Yeah, like that big gun shield gives you plenty of room to get the um, camouflage on. But um, yeah, I think the next thing I have to ask is be painting up either some tigers or some yag panthers I found in a box screwed away. Yag panther. Yeah, did you did you cut the toes off your figures like Eddie suggested? I will do once I finish painting them. Yeah, oh, vicious. Yeah, I, I. It sounds really harsh and it looks really harsh, but I, it's the only way that I could find to make them actually fit. And because of the size of the gun shield and the angle it's at, you, you don't even see them. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, Where's we'll the, the trouble? You've got a true scale CAD design gun, and then you've got a heroic scale gunner. So it's not quite going to fit. They don't jive nicely. Yeah, in his little chair. So, uh, looking forward mm. to painting those when I get home. Yeah. Four of those, along with the eight pa- uh, Flak 88s to go with them. Oh, my God. Yeah, at least he's not got that many. Just the four. 
Just a four. Go with my four barn doors. Barn doors. I always thought the barn door was the Flak 43 until I saw the photo that you posted. I went, oh no, no, that definitely is a lot bigger. Yes, the one that they use the um, howitzer carriage. Yeah, because it, it starts off six foot off the ground and then this gun shield goes up. It's just ridiculous. But well, also, the thing about World War Two, where you know, whenever you want to get anti tuck gun quickly, you use the nearest field howitzer chassis. Whack the gun and hope for the best, like the seventeen twenty-five yeah, pounder. Yeah, no. yeah. This looks fine, right? Uh, yeah. More pheasants. Yeah, pheasants for the desert. So yeah. So Duncan, how many um, Iranians have been painted up this week? I've not painted any Iranians. I've gone on building spree. I went on. I built up all of the stuff. I've decimated the pile of shame. Ready, ready to uh, fill it up with more shame. Because that's how that works. Um, no, there's no apologies required. I needed 21 T-34s. That was oh, you, did, you went for them at the end, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, that's £2 a tank. Yeah, I know. I did exactly the same maths. <laughs> so I thought I'd better get stuff down. So I actually, this year, I have built so far this year, 343 teams of various wow. different types. That's good. So, in April, I built so far 20, uh, 41, and in the end of March, I built 138 teams. So, I built my entire British list for the Keith Flint list. That's all built now, absolutely everything. Um, and the additional Sherman um, company. So, that's all ready to rock and roll. Um, you know, and then, serious when you build an additional company. <laughs> well, it's one of those stupid things. It's like Mike's finding out at the moment with the British. By the time you bought one box of yeah. tanks, if you bought a second one, then you've got a company. Yep. Because they, they only come in fours. They don't come, you can't do anything else with them. So you get the two tanks and you go, oh. So, yeah, my Sherman. And I had a I had a mountain of Stuarts that I found. I don't know why, but I've apparently been hoarding Stuarts of all things. So I've built some of those for the um, Armour Company Recon as well. So that actually gives them quite a nice little formation. And I thought, well, you know, that gives me gives me some options as well for, for tanks rather than just all the, the carriers. Um, yeah. I had a lovely note from uh, Gareth at Battlefront uh, telling me that my replacement uh, carriers have been dispatched. So that was that's very good of them. So hopefully these ones have got some little men attached to them. That would be um, good. That would be nice. That would be nice. Just so weird. I've never had a thought like that before. It's just bizarre. Um, and then at the moment, I'm painting some Fulsham Jaeger. But, uh, yeah. I've had a bit of a, a couple of jackpots. Like, I got those T-64s as well this month. So, I, I've got now 19 T-64s to paint. <laughs> so, I, I don't I don't, I don't know what's... The, the schedule is just an absolute car crash now. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even. I've, I said last time, didn't I? That I had to include an extra column on the shared spreadsheet now, which says on you know a, a part of original plan and not. So I, I actually know <laughs> how far I'll have deviated by the end of the year. Um, it's very interesting reading it. Nothing else to say. Well, that's it. Yeah, I just thought. Well, I, could, I, I may as well document it just to see. Um, like these Fulshmanger and painting, they weren't on the list. They weren't even close to the list. They they, they weren't even adjacent to the list. <laughs> they were uh, just yeah. 
a dot, but um, they're coming on all right. They're quite nice. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to try and get back into painting stuff now. So I've built enough stuff, I think, and um, I've got the progression release bits to add to the Germans and then... Um, oh, gosh, that'd be shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to those Marders. I'm going to do them as... Uh, sorry, the Hetzer kit. I'm going to do them as Marders, so... Um, oh yeah, I don't mind that there's only going to be three of them in the in the box. That's plenty. Uh, oh, what you should, in the army box? You mean? Yeah, yeah, three is fine for the for the Marders. I haven't got a problem with that. That's all good. I was going to, and then I remembered that I've for my Estonians, I've got the old resin metal RSO Pack Forty kits. Yep, perfect. Which I'm going to use as Marders, and then. Therefore, I don't need to build these as Marders, so therefore I build them as Hetzers, but then I've already got some Hetzers, so that means I might as well do a Hetzer company. And that's not <laughs> Hetzers are cool. I don't know. They're like little Doom Turtles. They're just cool. They're just cool little little funky dudes. They're so I, small. So, I, so small. I had this name from Murder Turtles. Right? So yeah, Murder Turtles. Murder Turtles, that's the one. Just don't try and move too quickly or or too aggressively across terrain. Yeah, but don't be out in the open either, because then you'll uh, die. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just try to say yourself inside out, basically. No, I'm going to be saving my my head to um, head to love for when they get the flame version, because I just think that's the most bonkers, ridiculous Flame. decision that anyone's ever made. So it's got to be done, really. Desperation is a hell of a drug. Well, yeah, but I mean, of all the things, it's a good idea putting a fixed flamethrower on this, isn't it? Uh, sure. Yeah. Why, what, at this point, why not? Knock yourself out. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? It's probably not something you should be asking at that point in the war, is it? No. And Zukov is working his way through yeah, the exactly. Prussia. Yeah. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Get invaded by the Soviets? Oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's poorly. Yeah. During poorly... the war, this piece is going to be hell. Poorly thought about that. Oh. Hey, Bex bitch. Sorry, <laughs> right. they waited, though. They waited till the anniversary of the, you know, the uh, Barbarossa um, invasion. So, gave him a little bit of breathing room. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been painting. Nice. Heroically. Yep. Um, still working my way through this second platoon of British Paras slash air landing. Because um, I hate painting infantry. I don't know why. Yeah, I like them when they're done, but. Infantry lists are the best list. So, you know, you have the, the the joy of them playing with them. Yeah. No, it's going to be fun to go. Yeah. Looking forward to getting them done and watching uh, A Bridge Too Far on Netflix. Oh, that's an awesome film. It's still got about an hour left of that because I've been watching it in blocks. It's one of my favourites. Yeah. No, it is good. It is good. But now, obviously, I want to start buying the bridges to actually then have them to capture during the games. What's the you can say this one this one was the bridge too far? Yeah, which would be the first one knowing me as, as thirty corners erupts into flames <laughs> from the yeah. first pack forty ambush that just obliterates it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, blocks the road with burning vehicles and goes, Oh Yeah. Like, 
There's no recovery vehicles in this edition, I remember now. Correct. You can move through them, but you can't leave yourself stationary on them. But but yeah. there's there's thirty seven burning Shermans. Yeah, oh, I, well. can't, I can't even <laughs> dash through them. Inside of the pile of wrecks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? Oh dear. Oh no. Oh, how sad. We tried out those crazy version three ambush Panzer welding nut jobs. Oh, the Panzerfaust guys. Yeah. Pits, yeah. Who, who had great? I great fun having them run after my IS twos in one game. <laughs> when they're Kubel wagons or whatever it was, Schwimmwagens. No, they just pop out. Oh, the nest. Oh, the little. Yeah, little, okay. Yeah, because they're part. They're part of um one of the Falschmeyer characters. Was Vanda Heights. Yeah. Vanda Heights. Yeah. Nut jobs. Yeah. It's for the Rexion Orb. Oh gosh, they were horrible. It's a real nuisance. But um, yeah, no, down to my last. Eleven days in the in the desert. Finally, get to go home. So allegedly, allegedly, maybe. Don't don't it. jinx it. But just say allegedly. Yeah, that happened now, is it? Yep. Um. So looking forward to to getting back and getting on with the list, the the backlog list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not eating disappointing pizza. Yeah. Oh God. That was a How sad looking forget? pizza. How can you forget the pepperoni on a pepperoni pizza? <laughs> I mean that's 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 a skill right there. That is, yeah, it's incredible. But, uh, I feel like there's something missing from this dish. Is it? Yeah. Is it basil? It could be basil. No, it's the. Uh, they've added the peppers and they've added the mushrooms, but they've just taken off the pepperoni for some reason. Although at this point you laugh, I did use um, just eat to order the kids some dinner um, not long ago, and I accidentally removed uh, the um, burger from the the burger <laughs> so, so my youngest it turned up best. and it was it was a bun with ketchup best dad ever nice and I was like, she just looked at him and went what's this it's what you ordered <laughs> as I ran off <laughs> yeah it's what you ordered I, uh, I once had a guy come into Burger King and order a was it bacon XL double cheeseburger with no Jesus. bun Oh, because the bun's the problem there, yeah. Well, he said, I want Atkins. So we had to give him a, <laughs> to give him a set of uh, cutlery from the salad to, uh, so he could actually eat the thing. A knife and fork job. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Not as funny as the woman had ordered a triple XL bacon double cheeseburger meal, supersized, but with a Diet Coke because she's watching her figure. Doesn't like the taste. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't like, don't like the taste. Don't like the sugar. <laughs> what, I, what I really want is some of that aspartame. Spartame. Spartame, that's it. I don't think it's any um, coincidence. I'm actually drinking a can of Diet Coke right now. Um, (laughs) I don't think it's any coincidence. Other beverages are available. No, they're not. Um, But I don't think it's any coincidence. It sounds like asbestos. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You emailed them and asked them, is it dihydrogen monoxide in it? No, no, I don't want to go on Coke's bad side as well. I mean, come on. It'll be a race then, so you can take me out fastest. At that point, we've got to do is offend the Scientologist. I mean, you've got all That's, of this. No, no, Scientologist <laughs> and Disney, yeah. But yeah. Oh. Welcome, welcome to, yeah, corporate deathmatch. <laughs> Good luck, kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did see someone post up that obviously Marnius Calgar uh, from Games Workshop is now a Marvel, in a Marvel comic. 
which is owned by Disney. So yep. is Marnie's Calgar a Disney princess? Discuss. Um, yeah, he can be if he wants to be. Yeah, it's funny. I think everyone should quite be Disney. But, quite but a similar vein, Marvel, not Marvel, Disney bought Fox. Yeah. Which Therefore, yeah, you got it. Therefore, <laughs> the alien, therefore, the alien queen from Aliens is a is a Disney princess. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's quite an aggressive haircut on Marnie's Calgar, though, for a princess. I'm just. I'm not saying he can't have a. Walk back inside, but. Hair shade Marnie's Calgar. Oh come on! It's he's the most boring haircut in the world. It's the insurance salesman's haircut. Well, he's not trimming. What do you expect? Exactly. That's what I mean. The, Hello. Yeah, so, it's better than bloody. Um, What's his name? Ven- Ventress. Uriel Ventress's first haircut. Is that, you saw the, what, they had to change the model because the first oh, team yeah. was so bad. So you looked like, look like Simple Jack out of Tropic Thunder. Oh, nice. <laughs> was, is that, was that Robert Downey Jr.'s character? No, that was, that was the one. Oh, oh what's his face? Ben Stiller played. Ben Stiller. It's Ben Stiller's character from the movie. Oh, okay. We just tried to get an Oscar. Yeah. But he went, he went full. Yeah, full R word. Never go full R word. Um, but I'm looking forward to going home and getting through some of my backlog. So my current Wheel of Death list is early war brick Hold tanks. on, when did it turn to Wheel of Death? I mean, it was well, because it's... Wheel of Focus. It's not very focused. You've rebranded it. That's not, yeah, but that's not, that's not the wheel's fault, is it? <laughs> We've got early war Brit tanks, early war Fulshamjäger, mid-war Eastern Front Panzer Grenadiers, some bolt action Fulshamjäger, and um, some manerial uh, Delgon, which are my little fantasy battle fraggles. I think you could say Bolsheviks then. Bolsheviks, yeah. yeah. got yeah. some Bolsheviks. They could be. Some, some, some fantasy fraggle Bolsheviks. <laughs> now, there's a Kickstarter. I put up a Kickstarter, but I didn't get really backers. Um, I, I get the impression that this is going to end up being one thing of each. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, I've, I've done an SDK of yeah, No things of each. So just be thankful for what you get. Wow. Is that where we're going now? <laughs> is, that, is that where the bar's been lowered to? Jimmy? That's that, the, bar, the bar is on the floor, and I'm trying to pick God it up. This is the best deal since Brexit, this way. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's, it's, an ready. it's an oven ready hobby deal. I don't know what you're raving about. Oven ready hobby deal. Project fear. All right. <laughs> We're going to add, add to it then. Right. Hobby selector time. Tick, 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 tick. Ooh. Controversial. Tick, tick, boom. Six millimeter. Oh my God. At least that's quick to paint. Yep. My six millimeter list, which is fairly okay. comprehensive. Right, loading that one up. It opens a new tab. Yeah. Six millimeter okay. SS in camo smock. Say <laughs> Yeah, P dot. They're on there somewhere. Right. I mean, technical, there we go. Right. Six millimeter. Oh, it's crashed. One second. Oh, suspense is six yeah, millimeter. Yeah, nineteen eighties team Yankee Polish. What you've got six millimeter Polish? 
I, I'm upset you even have to ask that question. Yeah, the, a load of guys at the club have gone six millimeter mad. So I thought as a way to kind of get them into. The, Why don't you the, pick the, something you don't have? What? Why don't you pick something you didn't have already? Yeah. Because I, I, I like the Polish list. I'm oh, having the okay. same army multiple scales. At one point, I had it in five scales for my Fortune Mega. Uh, sorry, Dak. Oh, my good Lord. I'm curious now. What fight? So, I'm guessing six, two, two 50, millimeter. 20, 28. And uh, then... What, uh, four? Uh, 35th scale. One to one, three, five. Yeah. The Tamiya. Oh, yeah, because what Warwick Kinra did a wall set for that, didn't he? Like doing skirmish yeah. games at scale, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the um, skirmish war gamers, isn't it? They do a lot of their stuff in that, that scale. Uh, okay. So, there we go. Six so, Polish team Yankee on the that's, list. That's, that's, I'll tell you what, that, if that's not a, a, a bagsy, I don't know what is. If you, that six mil green. Now, yeah, but I've got to paint the little um, check Trap. symbol. Do you? Yeah, because otherwise they won't be Polish. Well, you've not got transfer to that. Not a six mil. <laughs> six mil transfer. No, so yeah, so what was what was worse, painting or transfer to that scale? But yeah, so. yeah, I, I, I don't think that's going to save any time. <coughs> I mean, to be fair, <laughs> six hundred meter Daimlers do look pretty cute. Daimlers. Dana's the oh, piece. Oh, Dana Internationals. Diana. It's like Dana, Diana, Diana. Diana? Dana Scully's. Anyway. Yeah, those, those ones. Yeah, those ones. That's cool. That's a good, good little eclectic mix to get my teeth into when I get back. I'm just confused. I'm just confused by the variety and, well, the non-variety. I'm, it's amazing that I have rolled so many Flames of War things, but to be fair, there's quite a few. Oh, no, no, I just meant the lack of variety in terms of you just deciding to do a million things in different scales. It's not the only thing on the list. I think we're having six millimeters. You can do a lot of more armies for the same amount of money. So. Exactly. But the, the other thing about it was that it crosses over Team Yankee, but also Battle Group. Come on, the one now. The, um, what do you call it? Warfag, <laughs> yep. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah, the other one. Blame blame the Guildford Games Club. It's totally okay. their fault. Blame Carol. The, the love of all, yeah, Carol, maybe. See, it's I know the problem. All six mil stuff, it's just the smaller the better, apparently. I, mean, I, I I can't get the argument because obviously it makes the um, the ground scale less than issues is in Team Yankee. It's just a, it's just a, not on the very aesthetically pleasing scale. Um, always always have to base the tanks. Yeah, that that does take a while, but it looks so much better. But for me, for me, for, well, the re the reason I do it obviously is it means that I can play the game and with the other the guys in the club who are worse hobby butterflies than I am. The, the the speed that they can get the armies done means we'll actually get some games in. I don't know what you're talking about. 
It's because my uh, is probably hardcore as you are, Mister Mister Gobert. No, no, I'm just I don't know what the G word is. What's 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 this games you speak of? <laughs> oh yeah, that that thing. Yeah, those things. In the before time. Yeah, in the in the, yeah, in the before times. <laughs> you have to get all grouchy now. Oh, you remember the times before the Great Plague. <laughs> and you were allowed to touch other people in a non-sexual way. <laughs> that implies that it must now you can only touch people in a sexual way well yeah this is the future hey this okay. is my imaginary future not yours <laughs> I've been on, I've been on the underground I know how this works <laughs> shouldn't work but it does <laughs> not hmm. uncomfortable so what are we talking about tonight, apart from Eddie's tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny, teeny, tiny tanks, teeny, tiny tanks? Uh, well, very large, big, expensive tanks, I think, isn't it? Yeah, huge, yeah. huge tanks. West Germans. Yeah. Imagine so Suez... titled World War Three West German. Yeah, the Suez Crisis, or well, the current Suez Crisis is reneged now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's weird how that ship gets cleared. And obviously, all of a sudden, all our back orders are fulfilled. So either that ship had it, or a ship yep. behind it had it. <laughs> well, no, because that, that ship's still stuck there, isn't it? Which one? Yeah. The, the Ever Given, yes. the Egyptian authorities are holding a ransom. Cause they've, ransom? Cause it caused, yeah, because it caused such a backlog and they've lost all the money from ships going through the canal. They, they're charging them a billion dollars. Oh, wow. They're not allowed the ship passage until they paid paid the fee. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> sounds legal. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? They put your boat. <laughs> yeah, hand up everyone who's got a boat. Yeah. Why are you putting your hand up? You well, Pete has now, hasn't he? Especially for us, he's got like three more. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks to that boat clearing, I finally got my Bradleys and US Mick infantry. Oh, you did, didn't you? Box of scorpions, my Gulf War I did, so. I did like the horror of the messages of, oh, crap, this is now shipped. Yeah, I know, I don't want that. <laughs> I forgot about it, oh, no. I got all of that. My card, my beautiful card. So, West Germans. Yes. Best Germans. Best Germans. Swilly's going to go, no, no, no. My Germans are lovely. <laughs> I, I played both. I, I was definitely playing both sides there. Claire. I played both Germans <laughs> and these Germans. Yeah, you, 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 there was something weird going on there. You were the, you were being the Hoff. <laughs> I was I tried to bring the two sides together. Really. You were. Bring down that wall. Well, I'm a cherry picker. above the wall, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Still needs to be done as an objective battlefront, just saying. Um, just, I'm disappointed I haven't put it out to coincide with the release of the West Germans this year. So. Well, we were trying to get a cameo, weren't we? But we didn't quite have enough Patreon money. Yeah, there was a brief excited fly about, oh, we should get David Hasselhoff to the intro using cameo. How much does it cost? 300 quid. Right, in four years' time, we should come back. <laughs> <laughs> we... well, it's, it's a good plan. It's a good plan. Let's wait for the Patreon money to build up. It's, it's not quite there yet with our 24 patrons. It's... Yeah. If you want to listen to David Hasselhoff, do our intro. <laughs> yeah. Like some sort of TV evangelist now. We're going to start getting... Oh, God, only, yeah. you can, only you can bring this in. Do you know <laughs> what, though? 
if 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 we ever did get David Hasselhoff to do the intro, I think I might that that might be it. I might have to just stop at that point. That might be a high point. You're okay, listening yeah. to. <laughs> he would be so confused by that. It would be almost yeah. It'd be worth it just for that. <laughs> Uh, okay. I feel about trying to get ousted. <laughs> if it is by David Hasselhoff. Oh, I don't think he'll be ousted. The better man would just win, Eddie. <laughs> Still, I've I, I very confused feelings. <laughs> I'm not going to ask where. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure where I would go further in conversation. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so um, yeah, so West Germans. We have a new book, the new new edition, and a very mm. nice book it is too. I mean, the yeah. actual sort of um, the intro is pretty much as per the original Leopard's book. There's not really much on the intro that's different. I've seen the glance for. So we're just going to go straight to the forces section because here we have got some differences. There was a surprising amount of stuff. Yeah, well, I'm I mean, obviously. Yeah. The first one is you get their um, formation support built in. So now you can, like, say, have have a unit of leopards supporting your your force rather than having to try and fit them in the formation somehow. I know it's one of the things that people want. People like in the Panzer Truppen booklet, it had a separate force oh, yes. diagram where you could have a leopard company and then leopard twos as support. And then when they got merged, that option disappeared, unfortunately. So effectively, the formation support brings that back to the table. Um, in terms of other force support options, there's only two new ones, although they are fairly big ones. The first one is you get the um, MLRS, because yep. um, West Germans are very keen to adopt that. So that's a, that's a separate box to the Lars. So you could have two rocket units in your army, should you really want to plaster a vast amount of tables with um, submunitions. Go full Nebelwerfer. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> never go full Nebelwerfer. Um, and the other addition to the force support diagram on the force on the actual support options is the Canon Jagdpanzer Zug, which is their um, 90 millimeter armed chassis that the Jaguar 1 and 2 are based off, effectively. Nope, back up here, but the Jaguar 2 is based off. Um, so you've got a nice little flat panzer there, and we'll cover that in a bit more. It's in the formations as well in a second. Mm, wow. I yeah, I was. I actually thought that was the same hole as the Jaguar One and Two, but it's not. Right. Yeah, it's a subtle difference here. Cause the Jaguar One was based on the earlier missile um, Jagdpanzer that had the um, AS11 missile, and when when they made the Jaguar One, they took that chassis and put on all the complex um, reloading system for the hot missile, so it could be fired from undercover. Whereas Jaguar Two is a much more Improvised um, adaptation. We took the took the gun out of the cannon pad, cannon, 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 Took the ninety millimeter out and put a big piece of metal over the front of it, and then put cut a dirty great big hole in the top to put the um, tow post on. And that basically gave them a second missile chassis because at this point, the ninety millimeter is Not really massively obsolete as a gun. I mean, it's not it, much. Even the M48s had long since lost the 90 millimeters, and the Germans get around the L7. So, um, or the M68, probably, the American version of it. 
So this is basically that original chassis with that original gun, because it's still in reserve units until quite late. But um, yeah, we'll get into its stats a bit later, but yeah, don't expect too, many, too much from it. Yeah. Um, so from the force diagram, we got some new units as well, um, some new formations. Now, obviously, everyone's been expecting for Leopard 2A5. Yeah, buddy. So that's on there, both a Panzer company and also as part of the Panzer Alphagrung company, which is a new recce formation, which is similar to Leopard 1, but with Leopard 2s in and Marder 2s as recce vehicles, a bit like an American CAV unit. Um, we still have Leopard 2 and Leopard 1 companies on there as well. We have the Marder 2, which was a sort of late Cold War design for what would eventually become the German infantry fighting vehicle. But because the end of the Cold War never actually went into production, a lot of its ideas were picked up by the later Puma IFE in German service. Um, and that, again, comes to the Panzer Grenadier Company and also as the actual um, recce units in the Panzer Alpha Rung. Um, that's joined by also the Marder 1 and the M113 companies. And then we have three new light infantry formations as well. Um, yep. We have Huey, Huey Mounted Falschermagers. We have the Gebirgsjäger on foot. And then we have the home front with the, um, with the reserve units of the Jäger Company. The first territory? Oh, I suppose it's not the first territory because I think the Fox well, is. The Fox in, is yeah. yeah. But it's along a similar line as we'll go on to in a second. So, first up, a Leopard 2A5. The best tank you will never use. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it is awesome stat-wise. Um, so, it's front armor 22, side armor 13. I mean, at this point here, even the T-55 rounds, uh, you used to threaten most heavy tanks and start to go, oh, you get the roll of save. I was <laughs> expecting that. Um. It's still got all the other like um, stats expected of a German tank, so it's you know courage, courage um, four, but morale three plus. It's not going to run. Remount three plus. It's going to remount. It's got skill three plus. So it will shoot and scoot. Um, but it's only assault four and counter attack four. So once it gets in there, it's still it's not quite as good as assault. But hey, it's a tank. What do you expect? Yeah. Um, the only downside of it really is that its uh, main armament, being the same gun as the standard um, Leopard 2A4, the original book, is no more harder hitting. And how did Anti-Tank 22 do versus T-80s, uh, Duncan? Poorly, frankly. Poorly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Anti-Tank 22 is a big number. Um, obviously, against T-64s and T-72s, it's, it's perfectly adequate. adequate. Yeah. But that T-80 does start making you, ooh, this is a bit dicey now. Well, it means that you're fishing for ones. 20. Yeah. But, I mean, on the plus side, I mean, with front armor 22, it means the T-80 return fire is just bouncing off you because you're proof against 125 fin rounds. So. But the question is, yeah. does that counter its price tag? Because nope. it's not cheap. Well, um, when you say not cheap... I think that's an understatement, isn't it? I mean, basically, it's 17 points a tank. It's um, it's 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 pricey, <laughs> and it's it's pricey to the point where it doesn't quite work for stuff like reserves as well. Because a unit of three of them 
it's 51 points, not the ideal 40-ish number. You really yeah. after a 100-point game. <laughs> so you can't say, you know, if you have this thing off table and reserve, you're taking points off the table. But, you know, it will always be there. I mean, its formation does at least have the normal um, thing that the second compulsory choice doesn't have to be more Leopard 2A5s. But it has to be Marder, though, doesn't it? Marder 2s, isn't it? No, it can be Leopard 2s. Yeah. Um, so you can save yourself some points. Um, Marder 2s or Marder 1 Panzer Grenadiers. Oh, it can be Marder 1s, okay. Yeah. So you've got the slightly cheaper option than Marder 1 um, Panzer yeah. Grenadiers, or you've got the slightly pricey option of Marder 2s if you know, just want to throw points. You've still got the, like, the Gepards, you've still got the Lurks. Um, you've got the M109s in, in formation, which is always nice. We'll get onto those in the mix. There's a slight change there as well. But yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to buy a box of these because I really like the model. Um, yeah. um, and if I never use them, we play a 200 point game in the big barn. I'm still going to be happy with that. But I can't see it making a 100 point game anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, I've been trying to come up with a list for this working at 100 points, and it's just been every list I come up with would just basically be, well, we've really got to hold on till the till the leopard twos arrive, and I don't really have much to hold on with. Yeah, I I, I just think the points are problematic. I think it's one of those things that if you if you and your opponent agree, you're both going T80 and leopard two um, yeah. A5. It's probably going to work all right. Yeah, pay 150 points, a 6x4 yeah. table, no problem then. But a pickup game at the club where someone, if you say, I'm going to pay 150 points, and someone turns it 150 points of T62Ms, it's yeah. dicier. Well, it's that, yeah, the sidearm was good, but it's not impervious. No, it's not. I mean, you've cut out, like, um, sort of a lot. I mean, the problem with Leopard 2A4 was it's sidearm 8. Maybe an embarrassing thing with BMP twos occasionally would flank you and kill you, which um, yeah. they did more than a few times. Hmm? Side armor seven. Seven, sorry, yes, because uh, Abrams are right, weren't they? Yeah. Um, so at least you are impervious to, like, say, most auto cannons, but and you can <laughs> just about bounce a hundred millimeter thin round. But yeah, one twenty five will still cut through you. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Mm. At 70 um, points, you can guarantee there's, there's at least two T-80s per, um, le- per Leopard 2. So. <laughs> That's yeah, scary. I mean, it's, and it's the gun as well, isn't it? Like you said, the gun's not giving you anything more than the Leopard. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's more survivable, certainly. But um, it's still not knocking out that stuff that, you know, is probably going to flank you at some point that you've got to kill twice as many of. Yeah. I think that's the I, problem. I mean, in reality, eventually, I mean, obviously, they realised this um, because the Germans had a ban on depleted uranium rounds. What they did is they eventually kept, they kept the tungsten round, albeit a, long, a longer penetrator, and combined it with a longer barrel, the L55 barrel, and that got performance that was allegedly match the sort of um, early 2000s American DU round, just by you know, sheer brute force of firing it fast at the downrange. Yeah, just lobbing it as mm. mass, yeah, much kinetic energy as possible. Yeah, but that's um, that's well, well and truly outside the scope of Team Yankee, as much as the two A five is. Um, 
I'm hoping they actually do have the, L6, the A6 barrel on the sprue because for, for the future proof it seems they've done that previously with like, like Abrams and that. I might build miners A6s with a big barrel if they do. But obviously, I haven't seen the sprue yet, no. <sighs> yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> the best list I could make up was uh, what you call it? A. Uh, yeah, the recce. Had Alfkulleran's company full of luches and leopard ones with some gepards. Um, a Mardapan's Grenadier Company platoon, just a Mardazook for some infantry, and then a support platoon of 4A5s. Because that's that's 68 points. <laughs> so, how many, how many leopard ones that put on the table? Four. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Well, see, the thing is that there, it's, you know, it's, it's, you've got six luches. Four pads of uh, four, four leopard ones, four gepards, and then a platoon of um, pads grenadiers, which is two Milans, three MG stands, and three Marders. Yeah. You know, kind of sitting there trying to hold slash put pressure on. It'd be an interesting game, I hope. <laughs> It'd be a fraught, a fraught game. I think he'd be, be watching the clock. Where's my turn free come? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think it's going to be tight. I, I just, that's just a, that's so many points. So many points. Sixty-eight points for four tanks. You can't ignore them. Uh, why not? I would. I'd aim to win the game before your reserves arrive. That's, yeah. my, that's my clock at that point. <laughs> well, I just hope you could cut, you know, sit your luches in terrain next to the objective and hope. <laughs> <laughs> and hope the people don't roll sixes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it feels like the epitome of, of the super tank, but. I don't know. I sh- yeah, I'm not sure the Germans needed that. It yeah, it does feel like a, prob- a problem looking for a solution. Um, yeah, a solution looking for a problem. That's for sure. Uh, I, admittedly, yes, for Leopard two A four struggles versus T eighties, but you have hot missiles for that, and you know yeah. that awesome fourteen inch move to get under flank to put shots into side armor. Whereas this, yeah. yeah, this, all right, yes, it'll, it'll bounce around, which is great, but you know, if I only have one of them, it's. Um, yeah. It's it's fine. It's a fine, include. I just don't think you'll see it very often. Yeah. Or, or maybe, like you say, it's the, the tank that, um, yeah, it's destined to live in those larger, larger value games. I mean, it is interesting, but it's a point cheaper. The M1A1HC as well, because they're 18 points, and they've got better anti-tanks. They got they got anti-tank 23, but they got worse front armor, worse side armor, and worse skill. Yeah. So it's interesting that obviously the um, the algorithm they use for pointing, which I presume is just Phil throwing darts at uh, darts at a dartboard a lot of time, is um. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, not sorry. <laughs> Is it you know it, it, it obviously values raw anti tank over 
almost you know, the shop's back in the arm protection. Yeah, because it makes it you know you get you, you, it costs you eighteen points per tank to have tank twenty three, but worse armor and worse crew yeah. stats. I mean, it's got remount two plus and um, cross two plus, which obviously is a. Oh no, sorry, the A five's got cross two, so it's just a remount different. And remount is obviously yeah, there's a lot of value to having remount two plus. I'll, I'll grab um, that. Well, if there's any value to it if you don't explode in a fiery ball of death in the first place when you're shot. <laughs> true, yeah, true, true. Well, that, that's the trouble with Team Yankee, isn't it? That remount's great. That's why I love my checks. What's that? You got five out remount? Yeah, I don't need to worry about that, really. <laughs> yeah. Don't plan to be getting back in these very often. <laughs> no. They are on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just while, just while on the formation, another thing that gets changed is the M109. So, obviously, you have the, the classic M109G with the short stubby gun. And that, for no points change, gains bomblets, which, if you remember, it lets you basically fire as a salvo template oh, yeah. with reduced firepower and any tank. And that's free now. It's free. It's still because it's a keyword on the thing, hmm. and the points per gun is still seven points. Oh, that is interesting. That's another option. Yeah. And also, you've got the other option in the same box. You have M109Gs or M109. GA um, M109A3Gs, which is a long barrel version. Now, all that's really buying you is a, is a bit better at direct firing tank at 15 over 12, and the range is 112 rather than 88. <laughs> <laughs> when you right. absolutely need to yeah. get across the bar, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's, uh, probably any time you go re pay for the upgrade is when you're playing on the big table. But it's nice that they have actually got the option of having a newer version in. But I think. One of the units, um, maybe the Mardi 2 unit later, could only have oh, the new ones. Yeah. Do, the, do yeah. the long ones come with the bomblets as well? Yeah, they come with bomblets as well. Basically, it's a point more. It's eight points for free rather than seven points for free. Oh, that's not bad, though. Yeah. So it's, cause in, I mean, cause like I said, I think obviously realise that range is, is such a good cut once a blue moon. You're probably paying more for direct fire anti tank of 15 over 12. Which, you with know. The one up firepower. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We'll come up twice in the blue moon. Yeah. Yeah. You defeat Tiff Fires front on. There, there you are. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Desperation stakes. Mm. Now, the Leopard 2 and Leopard 1 companies largely stay the same. The only difference is the Leopard 2 company. Its second box now has the option of Mardi 2s and Leopard 2A5s as a second choice. And the Leopard 1 units have the option... Oh, they, sorry, they all stay the same. So their options are the Marder or the M113. They don't have Marder 2 or the Leopard 2A5 put in. Or the longer version gun, they're still using their um, short barrel guns on the M109s. Okay. But I like that little Leopard 1 Panzer company. It's what I want to do and then, like say, have it backed up by maybe a Leopard 2 unit. They've got the Jaguar 1s in formation. They've still got the uh, Gepards. Yeah, having, having played with the Dutch, the, the Leopard 1s is fine most of the time. Yeah. I mean, just don't expect it to do too much. Because um, I mean, it's only Armour 9, isn't it? Armour 9? Armour 9 for the front. But you got speed yeah. on your side and you've got advanced, you got stabilisers. So you yeah. can be 14. I'll be on the plus one to hit. And put two shots because you still ready to fire two on the move. So that, that anti tank 19s could defeat maybe his armor in the game. So 
uh, but some will get a roll against it. Yeah, I, I like the uh, leopard one. I think it's 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 fine. You just can't. Yeah, you just have to be careful. And that that to hit um, value is going to be its armor most of the time, isn't it? Yeah, your veteran and your speed, so you'll get shot in the first place. I mean, I like like say having the option now of having a unit of four leopards, leopard ones as a support choice. Yeah, just knocking them out. Mm-hmm. I mean, most lists I've looked at, like on the on the model list, I've had um, leopard two A fives in formation. Sorry, leopard two A fours in formation, and then back to as a reserve, so a forty four point reserve. And then had Leopard 1s in support, which would be my on-table anti tank along with the Jaguar 1s. That's a nice combo. Mm. And that may kind of makes sense as well, if you think, even historically, they would have had the static missile troops as the ambushy type units, and the tanks as more mobile. Exactly, yeah. I mean, like I say, I can have the um, Jaguars keep the enemy honest from the front, while the Leopards try and work a flank try and get his flank shots all the while whilst hoping my Leopard 2's arrived then joining from the front as well. The only problem with the Leopard 1's is that Coxer has an excuse to paint them pans of grey. <laughs> oh my god. And put and Krausers on the side and say that it's uh, you know, a bridge too far. Bridge too far, yeah. Put an extra plastic card on to make it look more like, uh, like those mods, those mods they did in the film, yeah. Yeah. I could at least appreciate the effort you put in at that point, and go, that's all right. I like that <laughs> concept. Yeah. Um, right. So on to the next new um, unit, which is the Marder Two. So um, the Marder's bigger brother, as it were. The Sherman with carrying capacity. <laughs> Sherman with carrying capacity, exactly <laughs> that. Because um, this obviously was benefiting from them. Realizing the Marder one just lacked the hitting power it needed to really you know, compensate for the smaller units. So it's got much better armor. It's um, front armor six and side armor four, hence why we say it's like a Sherman. And then its main gun it was either a high velocity 35mm or because the way the gun was designed, it could have its barrel and breech changed to be a 50mm. Nothing, change nothing else, you just change the um, oh. barrel and the breech and it became 50mm. The idea being, it meant that unit commanders could decide what they needed. But in game terms, the 50mm is better in every way with no downside other than it's an extra point to upgrade the unit. So if you've got the point, there's no point not being 50mm almost. Hmm. Okay. Because um, both guns are um, rate of fire free. Um, and that's moving or static. You've got advanced stabilizers. Um, they're both firepower four. The only difference is the thirty the thirty millimeter sorry thirty five millimeter is range twenty eight eight tank eleven, and the fifty millimeter is range thirty six eight tank thirteen. Now, that range increase is probably the biggest benefit of the 50mm, because frankly, 11 and 13 is just in that weird grey area where you're either really killing things or you're not doing anything at all. So the extra anti-tank probably doesn't buy you much. But what it does buy you is an extra range, which probably is useful, especially if you've got a laser stabiliser, so you haven't got a range penalty. Yeah, that means you can murder those BMPs and things like that. Mm. Much yeah. more... Um efficiently 
I mean, you've, you've first got copper armor, so your, your side armor increases to 16. And because you're assault 4 plus, counter attack 4 plus, you can send those guys into the assault, largely ignore all but the latest in RPG rounds, and probably likely push the enemy off the, off the objective just by the actual IFEs assaulting. Which, you know, is something not to be laughed at. It's an option, isn't it? And you've got also benefit from the change in rules and how Milan mounts work, because now you can have your... Whenever your Milans are in the vehicle, they can fire Milan. But they don't stay permanently affixed like they did in the first version of the rules. We oh, had to decide. Yeah, you had I to give them up, didn't you? Cool. That makes it a lot more useful, that Milan mount. Yeah. Mm. There's a small change, actually, and this applies to both the Marder 2 and the Marder 1, in that HQ can now have an extra team. Um, it can have um, an MG3 with Panzerfaust 44 team, which then brings another, ta- another um, IFV in. And then the actual platoons themselves have a Carl Gustav team, which gives them a little bit of, A, gives them a little bit of extra anti-tank in defence, but B, more importantly, makes them a six-strong platoon rather than a five-strong platoon. That's um, not a massive um, deficit either, is it? No, it's like literally an extra point. It's, yeah. I, it's almost at that point an auto-include for a Marder unit, I think. Is that only Marder 2s or can Marder 1s do that? Uh, Marder 1s can do it too as well. I believe yeah. they've reassessed how the, um, the actual units are laid down and realised there should be a Carl Gustav team option in there. I mean, I mean the Panzerfaust 44 is no slouch at tank 15. But obviously at tank 17, Carl Gustav's very handy in firepower, free as well. It's good to... Handy little extra, isn't it? Yeah, well, I say it's just an extra thing to keep you in the so fight. It's but... Twelve points for a upgun uh, and cargo stuff, Marder two unit. Yeah, it's not bad actually. Mm. Six stands. I, I say I, it's yeah, it's not overly pricey. Um, I think it compares favourably with like uh, the Bradley, which obviously has advantage of towing missile, um, and the Warrior teams. I'd probably say Bradley, the Bradley platoon is slightly better than the Mar 2 platoon. This is probably slightly better than a British Warrior platoon. Um, just because that extra gun performance makes a big deal. In the, in the top trumps of IFEs. Yeah. But yeah. And, and obviously the rest of the formation, you have the um, second compulsory box to let you have a choice either the Mar 2 or the Leopard 2A5 or Leopard 2 as a second platoon. Okay. Um, you've still got the Lurks in there, the Jaguar 1, you've got you Mortars. Got your Gepards. Yeah, Gepards, and you've got the M109A3G, which is a long barrel one. Yeah, Panzer, Panzer Mortars are nice. I've always liked those. I, I think they're definitely a good option. I think more, you know, Mortars have benefited a lot from the Team Yankee in version 4 rules, and they're pretty much, you know, whenever you can have a Mortar unit in, it's generally worth it. It gives you a nice, cheap artillery unit. Aha! Oh, a small little change that's worth noting is that Gepard's. Yep. Before you go into that, I was panicking there because obviously I've got the old school first release of, of the Panzer Grenadiers, mm-hmm. which obviously didn't come with the Cargo stuff team. Yep. And I've just realised I just thought I have a quick look, and they're doing as a direct only Cargo stuff team separately. TGS. TGSO22 Cargo Stuff Team. Brilliant. I was hoping that would be the enough. case because I need to buy about three of those. So. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, oh, crap. Am I going to... Uh, uh, 
uh, oh no wait yeah they thought of that um scheduled for release in may right so i think we all need to club together and put in a, a battlefront order then for carl gustav teams yeah <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they bought quite a lot in that last container across yeah panic over <laughs> sorry carry on <laughs> that is, is, is a point i was actually going to bring up later in the term yeah that's coming off um so one of a little change is on gepard units you used to buy multiples of twos like two four and six you can now buy three gepards which just sometimes helps you just fit stuff into a german army just having like three rather than four gepards gives you an extra two points you should use by red eye team or something like that so that's a like, yeah, small little change, which helps. Do you do you rate the red eye teams? Fire the ghost. Fire the ghost. Yeah, it's it's a it's a rate it's a range forty eight rate of fire free. Sam basically, um, it's relatively cheap. Their points are weird, though, aren't they? Because it isn't the the three five points, and isn't the <clears throat> like the free two... the free so the free is, is goes two teams for two, yep. three for free. Four for four or six for six. It's basically always one point a set of stats. Okay. Um, I always like to say I always try and get at least three team, three of those guys in, because a yeah. Gepa alone obviously can be overwhelmed by um, massed enemy air. Whereas a Roland isn't. It's quite pricey for what it does. I find I find the Fliegerfast just gives me that second anti-air option without really having to break the bank for it. Okay. You, you have to take the Gepards as well to unlock them, don't you? Yeah, you can only ever have as many um, Fliegerfaust in a platoon as its parent unit, because um, every Gepard unit can have a Fliegerfaust, also every Roland unit can as well, if you have Rolands in. Because they basically, isn't it, because they had, each Gepard had the two crews to get yeah. 24 hour operations. But if, you know, it's all going sideways, that second crew was just going to sit yeah. around and wait to die. Yeah. So you had the, they basically gave them a load of stingers. Yeah, basically. Um, unfortunately, the sleep deprivation isn't modelled in, in the actual um, <laughs> rules, but yes. That's exactly it. They are basically the guys who'd be either reload, no, no, manning it during a shift or reloading it during the other shift. Yeah, it's like a reload and resupply team. And having the missiles nearby if it all goes wrong. Which a Team Yankee there has. Yep, it has gone horribly wrong, yes. Um, so, Martyr 1. Um, Obviously, stats hasn't changed, but what you get is that Carl Gustav team option and that extra team in the HQ, which is always handy, because it's an extra um, IFE. It also has the option of the um, Leopard 2A5 in its second compulsory slot, along with the Leopard 2 and Leopard 1. Um, like I say, so if you do want to try and get a 2A5 in, then once you put it into an infantry, it's probably the best way of having it in there, because it's got the infantry helping bulk out. Um, I think the Marder, Marder 1 benefits from those little changes, especially the option of having, like you say, now the, um, like, see, these, a strong, like a Leopard 1 unit, a Leopard 2 unit in formation, a Leopard 1 unit in support, just to help bulk out its anti tank capability. It's a big change. What I found I've done my, on my list I've been working on is rather than having four um, PAH helicopters, I've dropped those and put the points back into a. Um, Leopard ones and Jaguar ones. Really? Mm. Just get on the, just get that stuff on the table rather than being potentially off table loitering if I have to. And like a meet the engagement and stuff like that. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. 
So the, so the Marder 2, for consideration, should we put that in? I, yeah, I think if you, you know, as long as you haven't got a hang-up about the historical um, validity of it, then it's, as, as an option, it's definitely and, worth looking at. And the fact it's fugly. Yeah, I think so. I, I, must, I don't like the long barrel 50, but I think the 50mm looks really overly long, that barrel, whereas the 35, I don't, I, I don't mind it. Yeah, Marder 1's all the way, mate. The, uh, no, don't get me wrong. The Model One has got a look to it. At least it has interesting things about it, like that weird, almost like remote weapon mount, that kind of thing. Yeah. But Model Two is a bit. Um, I wouldn't say it's ugly. I just think it's a bit, maybe a bit bland. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't differentiate from the Warrior and the Bradley, really. Yeah. It's, it's like, beige. Like, it's beige. It's just that classic infantry fighting vehicle shape of a, you know, slate front, oversized turret. It's not really distinguishing it apart from the other from the other um, IFEs coming over here with its oversized turret. <laughs> <laughs> Quick change, Barrow. <clears throat> yeah. Is uh, stick with the Mod Two. Um, its next unit is Leopard Two Panzerfluggrung, and these guys basically, it's like I say, it's um, taking the Leopard One Panzerfluggrung and ditching the Lurks and Leopard Ones for Leopard Twos and Mod Twos. So your HQ can be either a Leopard 2A5 or Leopard 2. Interestingly, the HQ doesn't tie you into your um, oh, other choice. So oh, you could have a HQ Leopard 2 and then a platoon Leopard 2A5s in the formation. Because your compulsory choices are you must have two Mala 2 platoons, which are your scouts, and one tank option, which is either a Leopard 2A5 or Leopard 2. And then you can have two more Marder 2s um, formation uh, platoons and another tank platoon plus the Firks mounted um, Panzer infantry yep. and the Gethards. I like those little Firks platoons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's say the only thing that really hurts it is the fact you only get one Milan in the unit. So it's a, it's a very yeah. small platoon. They have four teams in the actual platoon. But yeah, it's cheap. Really. It's like oh, yeah. Which is good when you've got left to A5s as your core choice. But, uh... <coughs> the the, the, the um, vehicles are fine. They're all right. Nothing spectacular, but they'll give you some machine gun support. Yeah, I mean, they do look cool. I do love the yeah. look of the Furks. This is a really nice looking vehicle. Um, I once was planning to buy one to do as a British Army um, NBC vehicle, but I think that's actually came <laughs> after Team Yankee rather. The British um, first first RTR had a squadron of them, basically, for NBC recce. Oh yeah, I was reading uh, when I was writing the article for the release. I was doing a bit of reading for that, and they, yeah, they had them as the NBC troops. Yeah, my, my, they're called now. Well, my, well, my, well, my friends was OC of the actual squadron for that for a little bit. So, so. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, on the actual, on the actual, um, well, two units. My concern here is that they're pumas, basically, because they've got that puma thing of, I've got armour, I've got a gun. Yeah. But I've got, got a two metre troops, I better not use the armour or gun to do anything too exciting, because otherwise yeah. I'll die. Whereas with, with, a, with, a, with um, you know, damn looks, you know, it's 20 millimetre, you never have an aspiration to do anything, maybe other than shooting up some, some, some carelessly placed artillery units. Yeah. Yeah. Or hose down some infantry or something like that. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of like the formation, but I know it ended horribly because all your Marder 2s will be on fire 
and then your leopard two your, your leopard two a fives will run away because they're the last uniforms are standing. It's a tricky one. I mean, the it's the same as the the Dutch recce stuff with the small platoons. It's just hard to mm. to make it survivable. It's you got to be really really careful. It's not impossible, but you just just have to be careful. Yeah. Well, they have to scout. Sorry, mate. You they, have they, they have got scout and spearhead, so yeah, you can keep them gone to ground and try and hide them. Just don't get shot. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. I mean, what, what's the Marder two armor six, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got some armor, but yeah, not it's good to go against other scout vehicles and IFEs, but like I say, as soon as, a, as soon as a tank looks at it, it's going to be in trouble. I mean, even, even a 100mm off a T-55 is going to go straight through. Okay, so that's all the heavy armour options that were. Now we get into the interesting stuff of the foot infantry. Yeah, this this was surprising. Yeah, because I mean, we'd heard... I mean, the Falchion Mega had been mentioned before. We knew there was going to be... These are going to appear in the book in some form. What we were expecting was the actual um, other two units, which was the Kabersh and the Jaeger companies. No. Um, look at the Fossil Maker first. I mean, it's a, you've got to say it's a Red Free Compact formation because, I mean, the platoons are, well, bigger than the Firks platoon, uh, Firks, um, platoon, I guess. They've got set with six teams, they've got five MG. MG yeah. and G3 rifle machine gun teams and Milan and the option of two Hueys as, as a point upgrade. So they're not big, but they're probably big, bigger than a Mardi unit, just about. Well, yeah, and they're, they're as tough as you'd expect them to be. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're as tough as any other um, regular German infantry. Yeah. The big detriment is, like I say, only having one Milan. And not because they're not MG teams, they're rifle MG teams. They're the rate of fire two is only two and two halted and one moving, which obviously is going to be a bit dicey when you when the Russians start moving towards you for an assault. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure that. Uh, are you taking the Hueys ever? Um, only on the big barn table, um, yeah. not for a six by four table ever. <laughs> which is a bit of a shame because they do look really cool in the um the West yeah. German camo. I mean, I'm buying a bo- I'm buying a, a box one just so I can have a lot of things. A Falschermega unit for the big bomb um, games, but yeah, that's that's what they're for. I mean, the other interesting thing about the Falschermega is you got you got to have two with platoons, and you have the option of a third. But you also have the option of a Weasel Toe um, mm-hmm. tank to Zug and a Weasel Recky Zug. Yep. I, I use Recky with quotation marks around. It has neither scout or spearhead. Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? It's very weird. Cause it even mentions they're used for recce in the description, and then it doesn't get it. It's very odd. Hmm. It kind of makes it at that point. I'm looking at these things because I really like them, but, I mean, for the ultimate of glass cannons, and <laughs> with no sort of scout or anything to, to use to your benefit to get in position, I think they're kind of fast. About, about some, so they cross I- four. The, the twenty mils, I just don't think you'll. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why they're there. But the I mean, tow ones are, are quite handy dandy. They're, they're relatively cheap. I mean, four of them is five points. Is a, a, a cheap way of getting anti-tank missiles on. I mean, yeah, 
they're still toes, right? They're still yeah. Tech twenty one. So yeah. you know, T eighties are going to laugh at them, but T sixty fours and that you know, obviously have a lot to be worried about. Um, I mean, anything you could say for the weasel is it's cheap. So you yeah. probably go. You probably go. I wouldn't bother buying six of them. I'd probably go for the minimum size unit of three for two points, and just have them lurking within eight inches of a Falschmega unit, so they can be used for. Um, Point defense to help bolster those machine guns, basically. <clears throat> because mm. that's that's a role really works from that point about like the scout or spearhead. It's a bit of a. I wonder if that will get lessened from the front. I don't if, to... Yeah, I just don't see why they would not have. I mean, consider that yeah. a lurks is one point for two lurks and has a similar lack of armor. <laughs> um, and, and the same gun, basically. Let's try and find it. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's two points for two lurks. Um, that's interesting. I always thought it's one point for two lurks. Let me put the points up. I thought it was one point for two lurks. I thought it was one point for two lurks. <laughs> Curious. I have to look that up. In um, what, what, what's, what, <clears throat> what's German cars? Where are they? Just to quickly check this. It was one point for two lurks because I had it in front of me a second ago on my. <clears throat> yes, because I've been the same forces using that for a week. Yeah. Well, well, right. Yeah. Two, two lurk, one point in the old book. Yes, which was always a bit weird because four BRTMs is like you know two is like so two BRTMs are one point and looks is much better than a BRTM. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, two lurks, two points. Now, admittedly, it looks as armor two, but you know, armor two counts <laughs> against the fifty cal and seven six two rounds. That's about it. And it's got amphibious scout and spearhead, so it's just like the weasel feels at two points to three of them feels a little bit hard done by here. <clears throat> if it hasn't got scout and spearhead, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Is that the first time we've seen points change? That's the first time we've seen the points change. That is that's very curious. Yes. Just try and find my copy of Leopard. It's Breaking news. And and not fake news as well, apparently. Sad. Um, yeah, so looks were definitely in the Leopard book with two for one point. That's, yeah, that's very interesting that they've actually done that. I mean, obviously realised it just looks, was just too cheap for what it was compared to, like, say, BRDMs and the like. Yeah. But... <laughs> Hmm. I said, hmm. I, I, yeah, I don't think it's worth. Well, two points. Well, this is it's outrageous. You know, planes of warfare validate a card, therefore the entire system is going to fall apart. It's just, you know, this is just a card that's going to turn people away from the game. Reset <laughs> well, the clock. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wondering now. Yeah, because to me, I don't think the lurks is worth it for two points. There you go. I, I've said it. I have to go back and rechange my list because all the lists I read at it's one point. No, wrong. Point two, damn it. How I mean, you? you haven't got many other options for Recky, um, unless you take mm. the Marder Two Spar as a support choice because it's a black box choice. I mean, so that's three points for two Marder Twos versus two points for two Lurks. Yep. And yeah, this is the problem with the hundred point system because for Lurks at two points it feels too expensive, whereas at one point it felt too cheap. Yep. Yeah. I, I didn't have a damn problem with it. One. Damn if you don't. But um, I didn't have a problem with it. One, it wasn't doing much anyway. It's twenty mil cannon. No, no. I'd say just um, 
this is a bit, a bit funny, but like two beard, two beard yarns with the same points and new words. Yeah. They were also, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. No, I, I, it's more interesting that the, the points have changed than anything else there. Yeah. <laughs> so none of us actually twigged reading the book before, and now we actually just say realise well, it. Yes. I, I think we were just all reading it as going, none of, none of this is going to change. It never yep. changes the points wise, so. Actually, I wonder what else has changed. Oh, no. I, I, I literally at the back of it, I had a quick look, and um, the Furks <laughs> were still the same points, the Leopard Ones were still the same points. So, based on a quick cool. look, I mean, so far, the Lurks is the only thing that seems to have changed. Hmm. I suspect, like you say, because, I mean, Leopard was like the second book out, wasn't it? So, maybe. Uh... That, Yes. See, I mean, you haven't really got much to compare it to at that point. Um, you know, it's basically like um, recce B, B, BMPs and recce um, M113s. So you probably thought, ah, oh, one point for two of them makes sense. But later, when you start putting BRDMs, weasels, um, you know, the CVRTs and that kind of thing in, I guess it started, like, say, one point for two of them, maybe start feeling a little bit too generous. But now two for two, two for two of them feels a bit miserly, but it's... Yeah, mm-hmm. toughy. All right. Um, anyway, onwards and upwards. Gebers Jaeger. Yes. <laughs> Surprisingly upwards. Yeah, yes. literally up a, up a cliff because these guys have the Mountaineers rule. They're Woo! awesome. Yeah. There are fifty-seven flavors of awesome. I I, I, I like really these. Like I did I didn't know they were going to be in the book, and I like they're my my favorite thing in the entire book at this point. <laughs> oh, I think I think they they're wonderful. Yeah. I mean, once again, they're only M- they're rifle machine gun teams. So direct right of fire isn't as much as a Marla team. But you've got seven stands plus two Milan teams for yeah. about the same time, for about the same points as a fully kicked out Marla Wombler team. Yes, they are, they are very spicy. I mean, to my mind, this is a big problem West Germans always had, which was having very brittle infantry platoons. And these guys are not brittle. These guys are nails, basically. I mean, you could easily have one of these guys as a support choice. I mean, one of the things I was looking at was in a Marder formation, not having two Marder platoons, but having one Marder platoon plus a tank platoon, and then having a support Kabersjäger unit to be basically the guys I stick on the front objective and hold it, because they've got the the mass to do that. I mean, they're not getting shit. Not getting assaulted. Leopard ones don't have their mountaineers raw as well. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I was talking about. I mean, obviously, um, they get a tank platoon in formation because these guys were their anti-tank units, I believe. Yes, they, they were. They didn't have Jaguar one or two, so they had leopards. But to make up for it, they had a platoon of five of them. So you can have five Leopard 1s for 15 points, which gives you a very big tank unit. Which, uh, yeah, you take. I think you mm. take that all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. If you take it as formation, yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then top of that, they still have the M113 Panzermorsa, giving yep. them artillery support. They get up to four infantry platoons, which is a big block of infantry when they've got, say, you know, nine stands each with the lands. They've got um, up to two Lurks platoons. We just realised that the points go under after we reworked. And um, they got a Gepard unit as well. So they've got anti-aircraft built in, which is always handy. The, the only downside with these guys is you have to be playing Syntag. 
Because <laughs> they're on the Austrian border. So, yeah. sorry. But fortunately, if you're playing Czechs, against Czechs, three boots. <laughs> yeah. I must bizarrely, you say that. It's one of the things that's held me back from doing Gebergeager as one in my army because it's like, I'm definitely a North Ag player. I knew they wouldn't. I know they wouldn't be there unless they, you know, unless we, we definitely knew the Soviets weren't coming via Austria. And they move, start moving things around. It's just like. Just... But what I would have is the next thing, which was their um, the Jaeger Company. I'm, I'm trying. I, yeah. The hate that what's that High Match Shirts Brigade, which is um, basically Homeland Security Brigade, and this is like basically rural service. These are uh, local local boys. Done their week, done their weekends training, picking up their um, G3 and going into a ditch somewhere to die horribly. But yeah, they're like infantry, aren't they? Really? Uh, I mean, they are. Um, so they got very similar formations to Kibershjaeger um, in terms of platoons, but they have one less Milan. They have seven rifle teams, only one Milan. Um, so you got a slight dip in your anti-tank straight away. They're still good in terms of morale their courage for morale free rally for which is the same as all the other west germans i believe yep defending um, your soil yep i mean so yeah their rally is slightly worse at four rather than three and they're trained at skill skill four plus assault four plus counter-attack four plus so we got they got a little bit of a dip on skill but no that's still better than most conscript still forces decent. yeah and hit on threes. That's the big thing. Yeah, is, hit on yeah. threes from hit on fours. Um, obviously, these guys are probably going to stay concealed on the ground as much as they can, but you're still going to get the enemy landing shots on you a lot more often. Um, but they are cheap. I mean, like I say, a full strength platoon, including optional M113s, is six points. It's very easy to make a like a like a. 20 point formation to act as a yeah. secondary formation to those you know, other units that were. Well, especially with some of the stuff where you can get the cheap mortars in, you yep. can get um, some of the cheaper support assets because you don't need them potentially to be as good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like them. I, I still like the the, the Jaegers themselves because they're just, again, just useful. And it's quite character. It's quite characterful arm unit as well. You haven't really seen like you say reserve the force list before, no. other than the fox. So, um, like I say, I mean you got you got three infantry squads in there, of which they can all be mounted optionally at M one thirteens for an extra point. Um, all right. Yeah, I'd probably have like like say one platoon mounted up as a mobile reserve. They can have a M one thirteen Panzer mortar unit of three or six mortars. I mean. It's, 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 yeah, exactly. Skill four plus. That's still pretty good, especially if an OP. You know, use a point you say to buy an OP, so you don't really take the hit. Um, and then you got the option of either a cannon Jagdpanzerzug or a Leopard one Panzerzug. Yeah. Now the Leopard ones are probably the one I, I, I like the least because they're only a point cheap. I think four of them are eleven points versus twelve points for a full strength veteran. Um, Leopard 1 unit. So you don't really get much of a saving, but you still take that hit on the 3 plus and the skill. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, yes, the cannon is, use, is relatively useless at anti tank 16 heat, but, you know, that's still pretty good against like light vehicles like BMP 3s um, and, and, 
I mean, even this little trouble like um, T62s and T55s. You just got to choose your targets yeah. very, very carefully with those because they're, they're going to evaporate. They're going to ambush and then probably get smashed. Exactly. Smashed in place. And yeah. they, but four of them are six points. You know, they are yeah. cheap as chips and they'll just buy you the extra unit for the formation to keep it going. Um, <clears throat> I, I like it. I like, I like the model. I'll probably get a box of them just to paint up. And if I use them once a blue moon, but at six points, I can probably find more of a use for them than I can for the A5. So we, they're also in the formation, uh, sorry, in the force, aren't they? The cannons, yeah. So you could have like one, yeah. If you're taking um, the Jaeger, you could have one in formation and one in force and have two lots yeah. of these guys. I'm not sure you want to do that, but it's an option <laughs> as well for, for yeah. other formation parts to get another cheap ish unit, yeah. Um. I don't think there's anything bad there. Uh, I was surprised that they were included just because I thought originally, like we discussed previously, that they were part of the, a, a kit. But we obviously talked about that before. Yeah, when, when I first saw this being mentioned, because I think, like I say, um, when the pre-orders appeared, we, we noticed them on there. The initial thought was, oh, they do a plastic kit that does the one, two, and the cannon. But no, it's a three separate resin kits. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. They've actually gone and done it. Hmm. I mean... I, I, I was looking at it thinking you could probably could on a plastic kick. You've got a common lower hole, common tracks. You'd have to have two different uppers because it doesn't have the extra armor bolts the outside the one to have. And then two separate top plates to have the, um, well, three separate top, uh, two separate top plates for the, the Jaguar 1, Jaguar 2. We probably could just about make a plastic kit do all three options. I guess they just thought, you know, a German player could buy maybe one, maybe two boxes yes. at most. That's probably where it is, yeah. Your two boxes is probably going to do you yeah. at that point. So, yeah, is it worth it? Probably not. I guess that's the calculus they came up with. Which is yeah, fair enough. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. Um, support choices, like I say, the new support choice is for um, MRRS. It's effectively double the points of a Lars. So you're trading, um, you're trading firepower, basically, for... Having tw having the minelets built. No, because no, the minelets are still an option separately, aren't they? Yeah, so you're paying, you're paying twice as much points just because each gun counts as firing as two guns firing. Yep. But you do get you get that huge range, which again is going to matter once a blue moon. You lose smoke bombardment. So mm. I probably I probably go keep going with the Lars. I must admit over this because I think that higher firepower and smoke. Better cross, but. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if, I, if I'm moving my artillery around, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, but, terribly wrong. Yeah. And they're armoured, which is another thing, because I'm at times I lost my last to BRDMs getting around the flanks and shooting them up. <laughs> but, but mind you, armour zero on the MLRS is a huge improvement over that, but it is an improvement probably. Um, it's nice it's in there. I probably like to say I'll probably stick with the Lars at that point, but. Yeah, I think the only other change out of that, um, the scenarios are the same as they are in Leopards. Well, these days I'll get around to actually playing the scenarios. I keep saying this. I never actually played any of the scenarios at any of the no. books. Probably I forget that they're there. So long. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. I, I just forget um, they're there, in all yeah. honesty. I just, just yeah. I like that they're there, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. one of these days I'll get around to actually trying them. I've got the bits to do them, I think. <laughs> that makes it worse somehow. Yeah, I know. So, um, the patent guide, um, the big check. I think 
big thing is they've actually put the paint instructions for painting all the drab vehicles in. I see they're called leopards only having the um, native free camouflage. Yeah, what what's the the rules on that? So what gets le- the three tone and what gets olive drab? Um, is it a timing issue or is it a you know front line second line? Thing? So I believe it starts appearing early eighties. Anything built after the early eighties will be in free tone. Anything that exists before the eighties will you know effectively next time it gets repainted will likely get repainted in free tone. So the cannons could be, for example, in so, olive drab. So basically, yeah, what I came up with is anything that's outside my core formation and feasibly existed before the 80s, I did not have drabs. Like the MR9s, the Rolands, the Lurks, I believe. Um, no, I think the Lurks might have got tone, actually. Um, they, they got an olive drab, and anything that was mm-hmm. in formation got the free tone camo. Cause they were that's a nice way to define it as well on the tabletop. Yeah, I think I broke that rule later because obviously the M one nines could be in formation as well. But yes, I think if I get some cannons, they'll definitely be in olive drab. Whereas obviously Leopard two A fives will definitely be in free tone. So, but obviously that um, it's all now in the Vallejo um, color range again, which is good. Woo! Yeah. And that's how you get the catalog page. So the starter set, just to quickly cover it off. This is really based around that um, Panzer Alphagron we we're just talking about because you've got three Leopard 2A5s, two Leopard 2s, um, four Marder Scouts, which obviously gives you your compulsory units along with either the Leopard 2s or Leopard or Leopard um, 2A5. An M113 OP, the M109s are in the kit. And then two PAHs and two tornadoes. So you could have, but what you end up with basically is a HQ Leopard Leopard two, a platoon of Leopard two A5s, and obviously that other Leopard gets goes spare at this point. Um, your two platoons of Pans of Marders, and then you have got the M109s and the OP there in support, along with the air support. Um, it's a fairly decent box, and it. It's a good way of doing it if you want to start off because obviously this Marders could just as easily be the core of an infantry unit. Yeah. And then you'd have the, um, H- yeah, a HQ, a platoon of three Marders. So all you need to do is buy a blister infantry and it'll work that way just as well as it works the other way, basically. Is it a... You know, we get sometimes the starters are a bit wonky in terms of what you can use them for. Do we think that it's a fairly well-rounded starter? I think... So this one, I think, it's fairly good for, and it's definitely good for a new player who wants to do West Germans. Because yep. buy that and buy an infantry blister, and you've got lots of options there. Yeah, Bob's your mother's, mother's brother. Yeah. It's relatively good for an established player for getting for new stuff, like the Armadas and the Leopard 2A5 as well. Although it'd be better if it was obviously five Leopard 2A5s rather than the two old, old flavour. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, also the air support. I mean, I've been looking at that box a few times and thinking, what if I should just buy that? <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm finally used for M109s. Um, the extra two, the problem is the extra two pair probably aren't. I've already got four of them, so an extra two probably isn't that great for me. Tornadoes, yeah, I'm going tornadoes, so that'd be a good option. And it gives me the Marders and the, um, probably I wasn't really looking at the Marders originally, but I got, no, I got sucked in. I get sucked in at that point, yeah. I think I, I so far resisted temptation, I'm just going to buy. 
current plans are a box of M25s, a couple of blisters of Caberge Jaeger, a uh, box of Panzer cannons. I think that's a good start, place to start. You're not going, you're not going the full Pan, uh, Geberg Sega company. Well, see, with two boxes, with, with two blisters on those, yeah, I can then take the yeah. Marta blister, the guys, the, the, the three Marpus I have, and form them up into a Furbot team. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think okay. I've got, got to put a special order in for three Carl Gustav teams as well as Eddie just pointed out. So. <laughs> So flesh throws out. So you know, play options there. So yeah, um, it's. I think as uh, overall, it's a better. You know, it is a far better book than I was expecting. I thought it was going to literally be leopards with their um, leopard two A five and the Marder in. Yeah. Instead, it's given me a whole bunch of stuff I didn't know I wanted and gone here you are. I go oh, thank you very much. I didn't know I wanted this, but now I desperately want it. I I love the, the infantry they've included. I mm. think it's 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 a very clever way of of um, updating the book. You know, you know, in a way that's completely different. A relevant way, some, yeah. It just gives you tons more options, and you know, just doing that little thing, like you said, of taking the black box rule, and again, off you go. Um, it gives you more options again, whereas you're not having to try and, like I said, shoehorn in leopard twos. Yeah, it's, it's a nice way of fixing the issues that the West Germans have without really feeling like it's, do, it's betraying the idea of an asymmetric force. Do it's not yeah. an easy fix within the models, so the Carl Gustav kind of does that. It's a, here's a support option you could have or a whole different formation, which gives you a trade-offs, you know. It's a bigger unit, but it's got less firepower kind of thing. It's, a, it's good. Yeah, I think even, like we said, the... the um... The A5 is not an option to everyone's taste, but it's still a, it's still an option. More options are better than no less options, and if even if you don't see them very often, yeah, it, it's something in there. It's it's a new unit that's that's useful. Yeah, I think like I say the fact you got their um, four strong leopard two units is probably one of the biggest useful thing because it makes leopard two that useful one dice reserve. Yes. At 44 points, it's done. I'm not taking too many points off the table. I don't need to. But I now have a nice, strong unit that comes racing to the rescue while the rest of the army holds up. Whereas the old three strong platoons, he didn't have that. You still have to have something else off as well as the leopard to, um, twos. It just feels it's weird how those little things just sometimes make, make a big difference in the game. Not war toys. <laughs> Yeah, I did so well getting. I mean, I managed to get April before I bought more stuff. So, you know, so <laughs> I, 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 that's, a, that's a win. I mean, I've, I've cleared seven boxes off my off my shelf of shame, so I can replace that's pretty impressive. with seven new boxes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Top them up again. Plus that box went half on, which only, doesn't count. That's only half box. So oh, yeah, the migration starter. Yeah, yeah. If, if you just give me the sprues and keep the box, it doesn't count. I haven't put another box on the shelf. I just oh, like oh, oh, yeah, oh, correct. Fez oh, oh. <laughs> level rules lying there. That's definitely how that works. One hundred percent. So, should we go to officer answers? Yeah. So questions from our lovely Patreon supporters. Um, yes. Related to what we've just been talking about, Jacob Hopkins asks. 
The new book looks excellent, so he has to ask, what are the best formation choices for taking as support to his Canadian Leopards or a US light motor company? This is a brilliant, yeah, a really good question because it's often overlooked that the NATO forces can often take... Um, they can or, Yeah, they can cross the streams, can't they? Yeah, you, you always have to take an Iraqi unit, for example. You can actually yeah. try other things out. To it, so. Yeah, things that might actually have happened. <laughs> um, I, it's a toughy one, because yeah, I'm trying to think of it. It's like, with the infantry, I think I still prefer to take a British infantry formation if I wanted to bulk out with better infantry. I'm not sure like the Gebershaker. I still think a British mech platoon is probably better. But I like the idea of the um, of that um, Leopard 2 Alphadron as a Leopard 2 delivery system for, for the um, Canadians. Okay. You, you put that in along with some Gepards to bolster the Canadian anti-air, which is obviously a bit weak. And then you'd have also um, you know, a couple of the two compulsory units of Marder 2s give you a little bit of extra anti-tank as well. It's, it's quite a pricey secondary formation, but you know you could go like a formation of three Leopard 2s you know, rather than four. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one because I mean the Canadians also I think they sometimes struggle with um, that high end AT. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's not, I don't think mm, maybe even just a pl- platoon of the Leopard Leopard twos of some variety. Yeah, you really can't you can't take this platoon. You've got to take a formation with um, Team Yankee. Oh yeah. But that's what. But, I mean, obviously another option here is the Marder. Um, is a Marder formation and taking yeah. taking a couple of platoons of Marder ones and, and getting those Jaguar t- Jaguar ones in for the extra anti tank. Yep. Yeah, yeah, extra hot missiles. Mm. Not even necessarily taking Leopard twos in in, in the formation. Just two units of Marders. A platoon, of, a platoon of Jaguars, a platoon of um, Gepards give you a bolster anti-air. Um, so the ADATs aren't going to do everything. Mm. And, and that would be quite a nice complement to the actual um, Canadians, what the Canadians bring already to the table. Yeah, I'm not sure with the Americans what you're you're lacking in in that actual force itself. Yeah, what you couldn't get from already in the Americans. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think that. I don't know. <laughs> that, that I think is probably a trickier one. See, I've I've been thinking about my um my duchies as well for this and how you know again the German um support units. I think I think the leopard I don't know, I think the leopard two for the duchy probably slightly better just because it's a tiny bit cheaper. Yeah. But the because they, they can still take want. units of four leopard twos, can't they? Yes. Yeah. So they can still get that one point. They can still get that one dice reserve with a forty-point leopard unit. Yes, yeah, four yeah. four leopard twos is, is is bob on. Yeah, yes, yeah, so you, you don't regain anything that way. You like to say leopard two a five is still overkill. Sexy, maybe, sexy overkill, but overkill nonetheless. Maybe something like the Fulschmjäger, or even the Gebergs again. Mm-hmm. But they, well, not the Gebergs because they wouldn't been there. They're way out of their. Uh, their comfort zone. <laughs> they might, they might be not quite nice for the French, I guess. But the French infantry is quite strong already. Yes, yeah. It's an it's an interesting that that definitely needs some further exploration because that that's that's lots of moving parts that need to be <clears throat> realigned. Assessed, yeah, assessed and realigned. Mm-hmm. 
Good question. Uh, yeah. Patreon Battle Razor asks general stuff. For a skill or morale test on a three up, you know pretty much it would go through. And for five up, you know pretty much not to try unless you're really desperate. But what about four up? How do you evaluate a skill morale test of four up and what to do with them? Four, four was a your enemy. We had this, we talked about this a little while ago in terms of the desert with firepower four up. It's yeah. the most unreliable thing in the world <laughs> for some strange reason. Yeah, those fifty cent chances happen like twenty percent of the time. It's, it's yeah, it's insane because we were talking about this about the five the, the five ups. You don't expect them to go off. No. So when they do, it's like a oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the four ups, you think, well, really, this should happen. You know, almost exactly half the time. It never. Yeah, I, I failed last turn, so it will work this turn, right? Now, morale, on the other hand, a free up morale always runs at the first opportunity, whereas five up morale will fight to its literal burger. Yep. It's so... <laughs> I have several platoons of uh, Hitler, uh, not bloody, uh, Volkster, mm-hmm. the old, old men with you know, <clears throat> yeah. World War One rifles doing exactly that for turn after turn after turn, yeah. just failing to run away against horrendous assaults. Uh, and then I had a platoon of uh, Forschenjäger get pinned down for three turns. I think it's this is the thing about expectation, though, isn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah. So you go, oh, I'm not expecting these to rally. Oh, they rallied on five up. No, oh, that's that's really <laughs> that's really handy. I really need these to rally on a three up. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. No. Yeah. So I think to answer the question for me, really, it goes about with a four up, you, you can either count on it or count it out. So you end up having to kind of play it very vanilla in terms of you've got to you've got to allow it to go both ways with what you're trying to do. Yeah, and to, to my mind, four, a four plus is the same as a five plus. <laughs> uh, I guess if you play it like that, then you'll never be disappointed. Well, yeah. So, uh, new Patreon, Joel Sherwood, asks, not specifically related to West Germans, but as a newer player, needs to ask, should I leave my attack helicopters off the board until my opponent's AAA is dealt with, or are my helos my best bet for dealing with anti-air? Yes, that's a a good one. Um, I mean, to my... To my mind, I'm not sure how you guys feel because obviously, if you're using hunter killers, mm. you don't you count as being on the ground until at until the point you fire. So the enemy activates while you are still effectively on the ground. So you pop up your first unit, rattle the missiles off first as just enemy SAM to take out the SAM itself. Hope it's return fire like hitting on sixes misses, and hope your shots land to take it out. I mean, I think the helicopter, you know, is, is as much a part of the um, we call seed or dead in this case, destruction and the defences, as it is, you know, benefit benefit from it. The mm, the uh, I think you, the hunter killers, um, you start on table. Yeah. Uh, always because you have trouble moving them on, so you you you're essentially losing one extra turn, mm-hmm. other than or on top of however long they're off the table for. Yes, and they usually 
I mean, I'm thinking about my PAH. They're they're like eight points. You you kind of need you need that that um yeah, that urging power. Play, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I I think I I struggle to leave them off. I think if you've got a ton of investment, then maybe the hinds are interesting though because they can move and fire with impunity. Yeah. So those I think there's a good there's a good um, case to have them off table. Yeah. Especially if you, if, yeah. If you've got a game plan for taking out that enemy air defense, with like say BRDM sneaking around and shooting them up or something, then yes, because you're not really losing anything, that would work for loitering. Yeah. I think you're right there, mate. Top fan, Vigil Long asks, notice that the new Marder 2 and Cullen Jagpanzer Hetzer 2 have AT13 and AT16 heat, respectively. What exactly are they supposed to hunt? <laughs> AT13 and 16 are way overkill, even against up-armoured warrior Bradley BMP3, but too weak to even realistically kill a T55. All other prime items are more easily and point effectively dealt with via currently existing tech like the Leo 1, Milan Infantry, Marder 1 and M113 M113 was that? Yeah, the Vulcan Oh, sorry, okay Yeah, that's what I was yeah, assuming but, but I was I was thinking of the small metal box as well Yeah <laughs> uh, Yes Yeah, I, I disagree, yes, you're absolutely right <laughs> I mean, yeah. I but, mean, with the context of the West Germans, it's obviously it's a big boon over that little two centimetre pop gun you have got on the Marder. So, yeah. Uh, so, yes, that firepower increase is overkill versus other like targets, but it's still going to, it has a better chance of getting through a BMP3 on the front or, a, like, say, an up armoured NATO tank. But two centimetre can't do. One half of the word overkill is important there. Exactly. <laughs> Chris Tempest asks how do you see the German conscripts being used could you see a NATO horde rush being effective and Hasselhoff's greatest role was in dodgeball <laughs> German conscripts for a NATO horde rush <laughs> oh, <laughs> sounds messy <laughs> but you're only rushing forward in M113s yeah, you do it in foot with the M113s following up behind. Uh, I just... Yeah, you, you basically at that point, the M113s become a 50 cal deterrent for your, your conscripts to turn around. What are you <laughs> rushing, though? <laughs> You're not going to rush a BMP formation, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming to get you. Okay. Thank you. I, mean, um, <laughs> I just think they're roadblock. I think they're they're speed bumps. That's how I'm I see them. Looking at it again to see if there is anything, you know, because obviously we we tend to end up thinking historically of what they would have done, as opposed to then going, what can you do with them? Die horribly. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, slow firing Panzerfausts. Like, what's the Panzerfaust 44 going to take out though? Yeah, not a lot with five up firepower. Mm, I, I I don't think you're going to bum rush the Soviets. I mean, with a horde. Yeah, they got, they got three platoons. I mean, Kapersh can have four, but the Jaeger only get three platoons. And if it, they're no, 
I mean, British Super Tunes are bigger than that for those ones. They're, they're, yeah. big by, they're big by German standards, but they're not. Super 5, 10, 15, so 16 points if you don't take any of the extra bits. Mm-hmm. And then what's the multiple formation rules? I think you have up to three, two, up to three formations of the Jaeger. I mean, that's still only 45 just, points. Just play Iranians at that point. Just play Iranians. Do, do what your heart tells you and play Iranians. <laughs> yeah. There is a part of that, because then they can just be scouted forward. Yeah. All of the... Uh, <laughs> all of the yeah, screaming. Yeah. I, 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 just, I just don't know what you're rushing, because I don't think that, that that's going to scare any Soviets. Or any Soviet player. I mean, would it scare the Czechs? Or the Poles? Not really. It's, Not really? You've got enough shots with everything, you know. You've just got a lot of MGs. Let me introduce man. you to my friend, the Hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, and the yeah, conscript's gone. T-55s um, and, T, you know, T-72s, and they're all dripping with machine guns, so. Yeah, that's the trouble. You've got a Absolutely. lot of machine guns. Dripping with machine guns. They've got all the swaggy uh, machine guns on them. Uh, yeah, I, I don't... I don't. I mean, if you want to try it, go for it, but I, I just think you're going to be sweeping... It's going to be like a First World War battle. You're going to be sweeping a lot of stuff off the table. Because yeah. hitting on threes as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think the best best role in dodgeball was Chuck Norris as well. No, we're not talking about... Uh, Chuck Norris doesn't count. We're talking about Hoff. Yeah, I know. Norris just... can get in the bin. Hasselhoff wasn't better than Chuck Norris in that film. So it could have been Hasselhoff's great as well. well Chuck thought... Norris's thumb was the, the best acting role that he had there, not him. Yeah. See, Can you emote, thought... Chuck? Yeah. It's, it's the actual uh, you know, later um, sort of irony of um, Lance Armstrong's role in Dodgeball. Yeah, yeah. In hindsight, awkward... yes. Didn't age well. Age well you need to believe in yourself. Yeah. Yeah, believe. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward laugh. <laughs> Seb Smith asks, coming from Flames of War, I notice almost no NATO infantry is in plastic. Is there a reason for this? And Cut yourself well, lucky, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the soft plastics. So, weirdly, when Team Yankee was first announced way back... It was announced that each each nation would get a basically a plastic IFE, a plastic tank, a plastic aircraft, a plastic helicopter, a plastic infantry. And obviously, I think that that, that ditched out early on. They probably worked out what the cost of all that would be, because um, as good. always, it's a, it's a metal it's a metal tooling. And certainly back in the eighties, Team Yankee, we hadn't done started doing the soft plastics. Yeah, I think if the soft plastics had gone better, we probably would be seeing by now. Um, other pla- other plastic other than the Soviets. Um, obviously, most of most NATO forces you might have only one or two platoons in because generally uh, support a tank unit or some such. Yeah, certainly the British and the um, American Humvee units that the go a lot of infantry. The French and the French, yes, yeah, supporting the Fab units. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, you don't think you see many of them because the vehicles are resin. Mm. Yeah. He also asks, at the risk of breaking the podcast again, what sauce would you pair with chicken? What kind of chicken? Well, one that goes... 
Yeah, but are we, are we talking fried? Are we talking roasting? Yeah. Oh, dealer's choice. Live chicken. I yeah. just maple. Yeah. <laughs> if you're talking like you know, like um, chicken goosebumps or something, it's got to be barbecue sauce. Really? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. See, I'm, I, 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 know, I always go for a spicy sauce, like a sriracha hot or something sauce. like that. Yeah. Say, yeah, hot sauce. Taco Bell hot sauce. Taco Bell. Is that is that re- is that is that the line? That's that's the pinnacle we've reached now. Taco Bell hot sauce. <laughs> Multiple. It's a good mix of different spices and flavors at Taco Bell. Oh my god. I'm a fan. Hooters hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike Everest uh, quite rightly says he has no question. Oh, good. Right, next. Uh, Baywatch Knights has actual Lovecraftian source material, and that should be reflected in Team Yankee. Yeah, right. So yes. So we, see, this all relates to a question we haven't got to yet, which is what was uh, which was about David Hasselhoff's roles. But Baywatch Knights is absolutely insane. But <laughs> so the first season is a fairly run-the-mill um, like pro detective thing going on. But the ratings were dire. It's a spin-off for like Baywatch, basically. It's like right. Richard McCall being a, a private investigator by by night. When did he so, sleep? It, yeah, so <laughs> like Batman. It's a Batman quandary. Oh, okay. Um, so in the second season, because X Files is a big thing, they thought, you know what should we do? We should go like full supernatural and do it and do Mitch McCall basically fighting supernatural in L.A. as a private investigator. And so the second season goes nuts with all this kind of monsters and like the cult and that kind of thing. And so like Buffy. Lockheed gets mentioned, yeah. So yeah, it, it this bit Buffy, yeah. So what we really want is a, a, a Cthulhu objective marker wrestling the WWF heroes. Or <laughs> um, Hassel, Hasselhoff sings in a cherry picker. On a beach. Mm. Hasselhoff and a cherry picker but on the mm. beach but done up as a, a lifeguard that's it perfect perfection <laughs> <laughs> William White say, asks what was his better role Knight Rider Baywatch or Dodgeball if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball R.I.P. patches a hula hand <laughs> oh. go on what, what do you reckon I made my cut. It's, it's clearly Nick Fury from the um, from the Nick Fury movie. Nick Fury, what? As in from Marvel, Nick Fury. Yeah, before before uh, before Samuel L. Jackson, it was Hasselhoff with an eye patch. With an eye patch. That's, uh, Michael I'm, Brown I'm, agrees with you. He does say as Nick Fury. There you go. Wow. See? As Nick Fury, I've never seen that. I might have to search it out now. Yeah, the, the MCU had awful. a few false starts to it. So. A few? <laughs> wow, that's a polite review. Um, see, I've got a, I've got a soft spot for Knight Rider, just because it was my era with the A-Team and MacGyver, which they've remade. Why do they have to remake everything? I know it's cheap, but can they not just leave stuff alone? No. <sighs> just churn it over and over and over again to it oh, a taste of nostalgia. And horror. There's no need to shout, Michael. I'm all around you. What a smug car. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael. I can't let you do that. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, your toaster. Just hey, drive. Passenger door, Hal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm S. Rogers asks, given the addition of the kajips to the Bless game... You. 
Kajip. The what? I don't know. KJPZ. Like the Canon the Canon Panzer. Canon, yeah, Canon Jaeger Panzer. Ah, oh, there we go. That makes more sense. Uh, what other obsolete but still in use vehicles would you like to see added next? The Conqueror. Many have, many have already mentioned the M48 with the 105. What else? AMX 13, Centurion. Well, that's, that's just um, Checkpoint Charlie. Charlie. Uh, I'd like to see the M48 in the German forces. That'd be quite cool. It's annoying That'd how be... it gets mentioned and <laughs> quite a few times. Was it, when did it get retired? Was it seven? 70s? No, 80s. It's still Was going, it? Was it really? Mm-hmm. Good lord. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, it'd be awful. I think I should do a, a Flames really? of War movie edition. Yeah, it'd be, why, would, why would it be M4. good? It's a 90 mil gun. It's, no, it's, 105, it's 105 gun. They all got re-gunned with the 105. Did they? Yeah. Like the Israeli one? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm conflicted now. I don't want to see an AMX-13, though. I don't want to see an AMX-13 in the Arab-Israeli war stuff. <laughs> it was junk then. I don't know what else was obsolete. I mean, I, I just want a Conqueror. But that's, that is Checkpoint Charlie. Maybe that should be the question. Yeah, when's Checkpoint Charlie coming where's, out? Where's my Checkpoint Charlie? Do you think? Do you think? Actually, sorry. Just as an aside, do you think we're, we're moving into a period now where we're going to end up with a late war team Yankee? I'm going to ask a question for my. Yeah, I don't care. I'm breaking the rules. This is this is not <laughs> our answers. I'm just thinking because we 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 just we've got a well a, ostensibly a late or an early '90s tank now, or more than one early '90s tank. See tonight. Gladly. You go, you go ahead, eh? Well, I was going to say, we've kind of already had this discussion and mm. it oh, tends right. to just be... Because the issue you have is, you say late war, but nothing goes out of service. Yeah, I, I know. You know. No, I know. I'm just I'm just saying, that. do you think there, there would be an advantage to saying, to carving things up and saying, well, this is early Cold War. This is But you still beat the early stuff in the late stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, I think it comes more a case of if you just decide, much like a fate of a nation, you just decide we want to play this era, so we use that kit. That that's what I was moving towards. Was that should should that be a thing? I know that T fifty fives don't go away and all that kind of stuff, but for the, for people's game sensibilities, when they're they're putting you know these thoughts together and going right, I'm going to play a game. Should they be thinking like that and going, well, actually, we want to play this sort of time period, and therefore. Super heavy tank battle time. Yeah. Or do um, we not need to codify it like that? I, 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 I think it's hard to codify because you still trip over and say, are they going to bring stuff up around the 90s? You still get this issue at the TV You can't just say, well, we're going to have a 90s game. And the guy still yeah, brings well, a whole bunch of yeah, I was thinking more along the lines of first, first line, second line, third line kit. That kind of thing. That yeah, that kind, of, that kind of works a bit better. Yeah, you're like dealing with like um, we're gonna play a gen, we're gonna play only with Gen three tanks. Yeah, we're gonna bring so everyone brings their T eighties, the Challengers, that kind of thing. Yeah, not not you, Czech Republic. Sorry. 
<laughs> oh, the, T- the, T- the, the T-72 is still a Gen 3 tank. It's not a very good one, but it is still a third generation tank. Yeah. yeah. It's not a very good one. I feel like I'm overstating it there. The stats it is in Team Yankee, it's not very good. In reality, yeah. it was quite no worse than the other ones, so it should be... Uh, <laughs> well, that's the worst trip advisor review ever, isn't it? It's a little bit hard done. Adequate. <laughs> Adequate. Adequate. Two and a half stars. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, time to shoot and scoop, gentlemen. Oh my god, I'm, I have to yeah, West German. Dice. <laughs> well, it can't be West German, surely. The only decision is what, what, uh, which ones. Well, I do have a generic grey dice with like the West German style symbol on. Like, okay. so they're sort of like the trimmed down um, back and forth, whatever they call it. I can't remember what it's called now, the cross. Oh, the, the so, one yeah. one cross, yeah. Shall we be Jaegers in commemoration of Empire in the book? Yeah, yeah it's, a four, it's a four plus. Jagdpanzer cannons. Yeah, can, can, cannon panzers shoot and scoop. They just fired a salvo. They, bravely, it's a BAP freeze. Can they scoop behind the tree line? So, um, we just lost the cat. The, the, the <laughs> That's a no then. I just wrote a free. I just wrote a free. So clearly, it'd be veteran. It would be. It's, it was oh. about four plus oh. four plus skill roll, wasn't it? Is it? Yep. Oh, no. This is definitely going to work. Uh, oh. It's yep. a sure thing. <laughs> The Armoured Train Record podcast you've been listening to was Shoot and Scoop, the Blades War podcast and the team at Breakthrough Assault and Cut It K. was brought to you by support for Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and Standing in the Darkness, Being Afraid to Step Into the Light. <laughs> Some people. Darkness. We're talking about my Gebergs, there you go. Yeah, Gebergs! I'm, I'm still... Yeah. You're still what? Five, four... Oh, God. They, they're four. just numbers, Eddie. They're just numbers. Four, fifteen, two, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>